The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Hey, welcome to the Formula Apple Sports. Sometimes Rich, we came from the ATS show. You are live with Rich and myself, but we're going to go all across the board. We've got a lot of interesting topics. And one of the things, uh, the Randy Miles situation, Donald McNabb situation, which is very, it's not confusing, it's just idiotic coaches. So we want to talk about that. I know Rich probably burned him about that. No, he got something to say about that. Oh, you know I do. <clears throat> so, so welcome to the show, Rich. What's up, buddy? What's going on, man? How's everything out there in good old PHX? Heard you in traffic yeah. this morning, huh? Yeah, I'm in traffic, man. I'm, I was going to the studio, but I'm like, hey, so Dion, you gotta let me know how to sound on the, the cell phone. I know my voice is silky smooth, but uh, oh, as far geez, as the cell phone, the cell phone messing me up. Um, you know, it might be. Not the... good, man. It's, it's uh, 75 degrees right now. It's supposed to get hmm. up to, uh, I think, 88 to 90 degrees today, November 2nd. That's crazy. I know, talking about it's 30 something degrees, 40 something degrees here in, in the D.C. metropolitan area, the DMV, what they call it. Uh, yeah, it's you know it's a beautiful day outside. You know, got last high school football game this Friday against Wakefield. Uh, we in the playoffs, five and four and five right now. We you know we're four and two in the district, which is a good thing. Yeah, um, I know. I know um, you were playing for the playoffs last. What, what was the city champion? We were playing for the last? district championship, national district championship. But as normal, our guys didn't step up and, and do what they were supposed to do. Okay, uh, we let us we let a bunch of slap nuts beat us, and we shouldn't have. Is that what you call them? Slap I, say, I can't say what I want to say. No, we got kids listening. You know, we you know we worldwide these days. Yeah, oh yeah. In Japan, they know they know us in Japan. Yeah, but look, we, go. we come in. Uh, we get off the plane in Japan. Know, we got um, pictures like LeBron waiting for us. <laughs> Hopefully, they uh, build some character though. You know, sometimes the losses not bad. We ain't, if they me, take we ain't care of no character the on the first couple losses. We ain't gonna build it now. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I don't want to hear about building character. Why you don't want everybody? You're a coach. You just got the head job at the in the IFL. I know. What I'm saying is, we ain't built character by now. Going into we we ain't talking about we just finished week nine. We got we took a butt whoop in the first game. We took a butt whoop in the second game. We took a butt whoop in the fourth game. Well, coach, sometimes you got to lose to learn how to win. I know you don't want to hear that because I don't even like losing. Again, I don't, like I don't mind hearing that. Traffic. I feel like we're trying to race now. But what now, I'm saying. But the long run, what about the character? They build the character. I don't know. You, I don't know your team, so that's why I'm asking you. What I'm saying is that. What I'm saying is the fact of just, you know, character has to come from within. You got to want it in order to build character. You got to want to build character to build character, and these kids just don't want it. And so you know, when you is? when you play down, you know, like we were at, when we were at Mesa last year, when I was there with you last year, it just uh-huh. the players we played down the talent and we got our butts whooped we tried to play up and we blow a load and then we get beat because we couldn't finish a game we couldn't play four quarters 
And it's the right. same thing happening with our varsity team this year. We can't play four. We can't put four quarters together. A quarter one game, two quarters one game, and a quarter one, another game, that's equal three losses. You got what I'm saying? I hear what you're saying. And because I mentioned that, because I'm going through the same thing here, like as far as character, that's why I wanted to get your point of view or, or what was going on with your team or are they getting better as far as the long run concerned. Do you see them getting better? Like, okay, they lost some games. They didn't step up. Did they lose some games in that district championship game? Uh, did they lose that game? And then did you see in their face or hear in their voices that I can't wait to – I want to get better in this, this, and that? No. Or uh, I want to be better for my teammates or I want to be part of the puzzle and this defense, part of the puzzle and this offensive special team. But I'm going through the same thing. We played, we played Scottsdale at Mason Community College. We played Scottsdale Community College in Scottsdale last uh, Saturday. And, man, we was, we was digging in these guys, man. And I, I just right. wanted, I, and I couldn't find out why these guys are not taking control of this game or was right there for them. And it's probably the same thing you was going through because you said you got, uh, what you call them, slap nuts, then yeah, play a lot of capability. So I was wondering why these guys, Scottsdale was doing everything to give us that game. But we were playing well on defense except one or two guys who was giving up deep balls. But we lost the game 40-43. to 43. But my point is they should have never got past 20 points. They should have had about 16 points. That's what kind of game it was. So I can't really see, <clears throat> when you talk about the character, I, I didn't really see any in these guys as far as building their their mental or their physicalness or their football IQ in the long run. So that's why I asked you that. Well, I mean, my thing is, is okay, we lose the game on on Saturday, on Friday. We give up, our, lose our district championship. Chance to be a, you go from 0-10 the year before to district champion the next year. That's something yeah. to say in the Northern Virginia area. Like, whoa. Okay, maybe, you know, it wasn't the players, it was coaching in previous years, okay? Right. You, we have a 9.30 meeting on Saturday morning. 17 guys don't show up. For a 9.30 meeting and you For play? For a 9.30 uh, film session and weight room, they don't show up. <clears throat> so, again, if to me, I question their commitment, number one, I could, I, to the, not only to the program but to their players, to their, co- to their, to their teammates, and to themselves. Nah. I mean, so well, when I say obviously, obviously you guys did something different than the previous coaches because you, I remember I was in Virginia at the camp I do every year, and they were actually talking about your team and another team going over ten, and it came down to the difference of a coach losing his job, uh, who was going to win that game. So obviously you guys did something different, but you're right. If you want to be successful, you got to be committed to be successful, uh, you, and you can't be selfish. Because your teammates, you got other teammates that showed up at 930 that's actually trying to do the right thing to win the game or win or change the, the face of the uh, program. But then you got 17 guys that just, you know, for whatever reason, decide not to show up. Well, you know, again, it's like, you know, and the team, we, we play that team, that, that Wakefield team this weekend, Friday night. The same coach that you know, were down at the, at the camp last over the summer. We played them on Friday night. They haven't had a good season. We know we're in the playoffs no matter what. But if we win on Friday, you know we might play the, the Yorktown team again that we lost to for the district championship. Right. If we lose yeah. that game, we're playing Stonebridge, who's the number one team in the in our in our region and our in northern in the DMV area. Uh huh. And I hear what you're saying too, because that is a that makes a big difference to playing a team that you just beat, possibly beat them again. You know it's tough to beat a team twice, but possibly beat them again because you had their number. It might be a mental thing because you are dealing with kids. But you don't want to be the first game against the best team in the district, right? You know, again, the thing is, is, is that I question our kids. 
want to be successful. Uh-huh. You know, and, you know, again, I'm not going to sit here and, and beat a dead horse, but, you know, it's these kids, not, and it's taken me this long to realize that they're not us coming out of school or when we were in high school. When we were in high school, you know, from August to December 1st, it was all about football, practice. We didn't miss practice for no reason unless our trainer held us out, and they had to force us out. Hide right. our helmets, yeah. hide our helmets. Shoulder pads, and then if it wasn't nothing that stopped us from running, we still we still did conditioning, we still ran, right. we still did what we could do with our teammates because we knew that the only way we were going to get better as a team is if we all um, believed in in the, in the common goal. Right, one guy can't get one guy can't. You like to think one guy can't make the team better, and but then you look at Jordan, and then you got to look deeper into what who Jordan was. Jordan was Jordan, all his great given talent. God given talent, but you had Scottie Pippen, you had B, you had B.J. Armstrong, you had Paxton, you had all those guys. Right. You had a great supporting cast. Now you may have a guy that's just on your team that's outstanding. So now, now his character coming to play. Is he disciplined enough uh, to make guys around him better? And that's what well, Jordan did. Well, you understand this too. One person can make a team better, and <laughs> it's, and, it, and, it, and it's not in the aspect of the outcome of a game, but his uh, work ethic can make a team a whole lot better. And People believing in this one person, the way this one person works, the way he practices, the way he plays, the way he carries himself, then other people want to follow that because that guy's been successful. Right, brother, yeah. So, and, and you know, one person on can Huh? You know, that works on both sides, too, good or bad. They want to see this guy, he's supposed to be so good, but how he carry himself, uh, conduct himself, you, you're 100% right. Other kids latch on to that. Yep. Yeah. And. You know, my guy, the kids. You know, they 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 love me because they realize they know that, you know, I'm I'm hard on them because of the fact of, you know, I don't want them to make the same mistakes I made. Right. I want them to be successful in life, and I'm going to keep being the same way with them, no matter what. But the problem I'm having is the fact of, you know, the things that we practice diligently during the week, come uh-huh. Friday night when you're on the field by yourself, you don't do them. And my quarterback is a sophomore quarterback. You know, I've been telling them since last March, you can be the next best thing if you just do what you're coached to do. He gets on He's the field. Corner? Huh? Corner or quarter? Quarterback. Okay. He gets on the field and doesn't do one thing I teach him, not one iota of a thing. He's had more uh-huh. sacks for double-digit losses than I've ever been around. Wow. More sacks than we wow. had last year for double-digit losses at Mesa because he doesn't want to do – he just – gets out there and he doesn't comprehend. And he do it halfway decent during the week, but he doesn't do anything during the weekend. I mean, uh, well, you want, on Friday night. You, you wonder, uh, you know, why these guys, the coaches, the cut of God is, is, that has all the talent in the world, and from the outside looking in, you'd be like, wow, that coach got a problem or something like that. Why would he do that? Right. You want to, you're building a team. You want all the right guys there. You want all the right guys with good character uh, that's going to be okay and the uh, public, when they're away from you, you want them to do, you want them to be a reflection of you as a coach so all the right things are done. Because so, they are kids, and they are, they are adaptive. They, they watch what's going on. So they, wanna, they want somebody to take them in the right direction. Right, because, you know, so, we got three rules. you got be a good citizen, get your books, and take care of your bodies. Those are the only three rules we have for our program. All right. So. Other than that, they should know about it. Well, okay, well, we're talking about character now. I, I wanna, let me get your opinion on this um we're about to go to break in about a minute. What's that? We're about to go to break in a second. 
Yeah, well, I can't hear. Dion ain't told me nothing about a break. Um, uh, characters, man. We were talking about um, Randy Moss. Like, let's talk about Randy Moss and his character. Or, or do you? Well, we'll take a break now. So we'll come back and do that. Hey, it's the Kwame Sports. Sometimes Rich will can from the ATS show. We'll be back in about two minutes. Be right. All right. I'll be right back, Kwame. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Don't miss the show that gives you exclusive access to your favorite pro athletes off the field and in our communities. Join host Nick Murphy for Heroes Radio. Hear it directly from the source as we take you behind the scenes with your favorite stars. It's sports, community, entertainment, and fun. And it's all part of Heroes Radio. Tune in Friday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, only on the Voice America Sports Channel. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion, but respects yours as well. The beginning of every week is Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. We'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend. Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general. It's Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. Is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Sometimes Rich with Ken from the ATL. We were talking about Ken off the air, but, you know, he, he was in Vegas, so he was doing the uh, Six Free Road show with Ken from, from ATL. ATL. And they uh, put the Lions and the Tigers and Bears on him. Uh, and, uh, and, and he missed his flight, so I don't know what kind of stuff he's into, but 
Uh, he'll be back with us next week, fellas. He, uh, we got Junior Spivey joined us on the line. Uh, Brian, uh, we got to call Brian. Brian, you on the line? Yeah, Brian Nelson. What's up, Tommy? What's up, baby? What's going on, man? Where you been? <laughs> Arkansas, bro. Playing ball, and I'm back in Arkansas. Man, they do brothers wrong, boy. They got it. <laughs> I, I want to ask you guys, uh, get you guys' opinion, though, seriously, on that uh, World Series, what you thought about it. Uh, but right now, we were talking about character when uh, Rich and I came on the show, and it was uh, more so, of, uh, we were talking about his high school guys. Do these kids build, build character after losses? Do they do they hunger to get better or or be better for their team, get better as an individual? Then we went into what Randy Moss did. Let me ask you, I'm going to ask Rich, and then I'll go around and ask you guys, give me your opinion on, do you think what Randy Moss did as far as, you know, and I like Randy Moss, uh, what he did as far as all the kudos he gave to New England right after a loss to New England by playing with Minnesota, and then Brad Children's on his decision. Well, my mom said, you know, and it was all coming out that he did something on Friday at a pregame meal, insulted some yeah. um, vendors that came in and cooked a meal for the Vikings. Right. Um, but, again, you knew what you was getting from Randy Moss. Randy Moss was a good citizen while he was in in New England. He wasn't a good citizen while he was in when his last couple of years in Minnesota the first go around, and we all know he wasn't a good citizen when he was in with the Raiders. So my question, my 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 problem with it all is, you knew what you was getting, you knew exactly what they were when you signed when you traded for him. Now, well, Brad Childress, he has done everybody ever since he got the job when he left Philly to get the job in Minnesota. He did Gus Farrat wrong um, when he first got there. Okay, he kind of shysted Tavares Tavares Jackson for two years. You know, you bring Brett Favre in, and Brett Favre, you know, we all know Brett Favre should have stayed retired. It's all coming out now. Should have stayed. He had a good year last year, arguably his best year ever. He should have stayed retired. For me, Randy Moss is just Randy Moss. Now, him giving kudos to New England, now, he gave Rod, he gave Bob Kraft mad love pregame. Right. Okay, him, he, I mean, Bob Kraft dapped him up, gave him the nice little, you know, what the whiz up is. You know, they had a little conversation. You know, he pretty much gave Belichick a hug like he was a long-lost daddy at the end of the game. You know, him and, <laughs> the only thing him and Tom Brady didn't do is, is, lock, lip, is lock lips. Man. <laughs> so, you know, he gave them all love because, you know, he knows at the end of the season when he's a free agent where he's going. He's going to take less money to go back to New England. And because now he's a, he, they're talking about releasing him, they will waive him today. His agent will tell everybody, do not pick him up. He will end up back in New England, and New England probably will win the Super Bowl because of that, that pickup with what they already have. Spot, That's my thought about this. Well, I, to me, I got a problem with Childress uh, because, you know, you remember last year, he tried to bench Brett Favre last year, and Brett was like, nah, he ran back on the field. Yeah. And, and as a coach, man, I've never seen these coaches these days throw their players under the bus. I mean, it's happening so often. They're throwing players under the bus left and right, man. And for him to throw a Hall of Famer like Brett Favre under the bus, it, I mean, it doesn't surprise me, you know, what he did to uh, to Randy Moss because I think it's all about control. You know, he can't control these veteran guys. And if they're not going to all the way go along with the program and they want to voice their opinions about their, uh, uh, their resentment or, or – what they don't believe in, 
you know, as far as his program, then, you know what I mean, I think he has a problem with that. And I think it's, it's more so about control because, uh, you know, last year what he did to Brett Favre, it, I didn't think it was cool, and he's getting pissed off because Brett Favre was calling the plays at the huddle. I mean, not at the huddle, but at the, at, at the line. You know, I just think it's, it's more Brett, uh, Brad Childress than anything. And Brett Favre saved his job, uh, basically gave him a three-year, got him a three-year extension last year. And he, he you know, he, he tends yeah, to like, that. Uh, like like uh, like Rich said, arguably he had his best uh, outside of winning the Super Bowl, his best year statistically ever, uh, with the uh, seven interceptions uh, that he's thrown, and and that that's huge because I think he's probably at twelve right now, but I think he saved Brad Children's job last year because Brad should be gone. He he doesn't have control of the locker room, doesn't have control of the team. He doesn't. Um, he's not a he's not more so a player coach, and you don't have to be. To be successful as a coach or win football or win games on any level, but you have to have some communication with your with your veteran guys because at the end of the day, in my opinion, the veteran guys that's who the team belongs to. So if you got good veterans, then you got a good team. You got bad veterans, bad veterans. It's gonna be what it is as far as well. If we win, we win. And you may win some just on talent alone, but your IQ for any level you play uh, football, baseball, basketball, your IQ has to be high. And I don't think uh, Brad Children's. Uh, is well respected. I think Brett Favre was wanted to change the line, change the calls, make audibles at the line because he ran that same offense in Green Bay. So it wasn't anything Brad Children could have told Brett Favre that he wasn't successful in doing in Green Bay. And I think that's where the conflict came in, or who was really in charge of who was running the place. Uh, as far as Randy Moss, yeah, I, Randy Moss. At the end of the day, you're gonna get what Randy Moss gives you. Uh, but do you still keep giving this guy contracts, or when you negotiate them? Do you pay it? Because he's a Hall of Famer. But do you pay him for those numbers? Do you pay him for the things he did or can do? Because he still, he still makes the field football feel a lot wider for other guys than himself by commanding a double team. Uh, Brian, you, I don't know if you've been watching this, but you speak on a little bit of, uh, of Randy Moss. <clears throat> Brian, you still with us? Yeah, man. Hey. Well, yeah, well, okay, well, we talked about the um, – as far as that concerned, the Randy Moss situation, he's yeah. going to be who he is. I, I don't know if he if he gets released, uh, does he go back to New England? Because New England doesn't have the first rights to him. I think Buffalo does, being that they have the worst uh, record in the um, business. Yeah, Quan. So, uh, what's up? Oh, okay, I, I'm on that, man. I was muted up. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, let's go ahead. We, I want to get your opinion on um uh, Right, yeah, man. My my thing on Randy is, well, I mean, we all know what he can do on the field. Of course, off the field, you know, everyone, well, not everyone, you know, all this stuff is brought up. Like I was speaking with somebody last night, um, you know, Tim Lincecum, the pitcher that pitched the World Series last night, got caught up for marijuana possession last year, and I didn't hear it one time during the World Series. That's the first time I'm hearing about this. Exactly. He played, pitched the whole season. You didn't hear it not one time during the whole World Series. It's just they pick and choose who they want to pick on, man. And him being a free agent is not a good time for him to start acting like a kid again. But he got what he wanted, got out of Minnesota, got there, started it was terrible. I think that he's a scapegoat because they can't do anything to Brett Favre, you know. Right. And, you know, Brett Favre is Brett Favre, so children just has no control of that. So his thing was it was really about to spiral out of control with Randy. Because we all know if he don't want to play, he's not going to play. 
He's uh, not. And I, and I, I questioned that ball. I don't know if he could have got to that ball. Now, I don't know if the lights was in his eyes or nothing. That's just a, that's something Randy Moss has to deal with. And you, I don't know if you guys remember the play I'm talking about where he was past interference, but in the yeah. past, you know, we've seen Randy Moss still get those balls. If Randy Moss want to get a ball, he's going to go get it. Yep. No questions asked. Ain't no if and no buts about that. It's a proven fact. He wanted, he's getting it. If Brad Children wanted to show some type of discipline, um, I think we all agree that he would have did it last year when it was a situation where he and Brett Favre. You gonna wait till Randy Moss come in uh, to do to try to show some dominance and get a hold of the locker room? Because we talked about this in the in the first segment, whereas you see some coaches let a guy like a Randy Moss go who has all the talent in the world just to prove a point. And Shanahan's doing that nonsense, and uh, he did it in Washington when he first came there. Mm-hmm. Um, so to let a good player go just to say I got control of this team. Which is probably a bad way to go because now you got to get back control of the locker room because these guys try to figure out what are you doing? Do you want to win, or you just want to show us you the head coach? There's no difference between a head coach and player. It's just a, it's just the title. Them guys are on the field. You can create all the plays you want to, but them guys are on the field and they got a pulse of the game. Now you do have some great head coaches that that, that got that rhythm with you of going out there, knowing what's happening, who prepares you well. I think Belichick is one of those guys. Well, you got to understand too that a coach yeah. has to to grab hold of not only the, the the locker room. If he doesn't have hold of the locker room, he pretty much might as well just go ahead because he's not going to win the games. It's pretty hard to have control of the locker room when you throw any player out of the bus, let alone the star player. When you do that, what, me as a player beside him. I mean, what is that going to do for me? If if something goes wrong, you don't like what I do as a player, are you going to throw me under the bus because our team is not doing it as expected um, throughout the media? You know, we're not like the Cowboys, you know. Everyone thought it was Romo, Romo. Well, Romo didn't play uh, Sunday, and they still got blew out. So, I but mean, then it's not, you can't say it's Wade Phillips because he's the one I'm going out. He's the part. Wade I'm, Phillips, saying he's Wade great. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interject. I just the think they need more energetic coach. Like, you know, he, he just – Kind of like outdated with his t- with the times. He kind of too nice for those kind. Of, those guys, they already have nice personalities on the team, like Tony Romo. Everybody's laid back, and I think they need a more fiery coach. Hey, I got a problem with. Let me. Hey, the same issues and problems that they're dealing with are the same problems that they blame To for. You know, I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of To, but you can't deny what he does on the field and what he brings to the table. Now oh, they was blaming To for the same issues and undisciplinary, undisciplined problems that they're going through right now. They blame To and they got To out of there, and they're still going through them. So who's really the problem? When you do, well, when you do bad, we're gonna take a break and come back. Uh, Brian, I want I want to find out what you got going on in Arkansas, man. I know you're still balling. Uh, let me say this before we get off. When you do bad things, bad things will happen to you as far as your team is concerned. The owner told T.O., I have no reason or no way I'm getting rid of you. And then uh, a day later, T.O. was traded or released from the Dallas Cowboys. This is from Alaska Sports. Sometimes Rich will came from the ATS show. We got uh, Dream Five and Brian Nelson on. We'll be back in two minutes. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. 
wake up or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Are you ready to go green? You've asked and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Get ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Formula House Sports. Sometime Rich McKean from ATL. Man, we have some great discussions off the air that, you know, we had more time we could talk about it, but I do want to touch on it. We were talking about, uh, oh, let's get, let's, let's get the Donovan situation out of the way. Let's, let's talk about that because I do want to spend some time on what we were talking about in the air, off the air. I think it's important. I, I always felt this way. I think in the, um, well, we'll, we'll talk about Donovan. We'll give it to him because I don't want to give it away. Um, I think the situation with Shanahan, I don't know if you guys agree with this. In my opinion, you cannot call Donovan uh, dumb and then call him out of shape the next day. Mm-hmm. If you're one of those coaches and you do have some weight in the league, and I'm talking Shanahan, why don't you just come out and say what it is? You don't take a Donovan McNabb out for a Rex Grossman. What have Rex Grossman done in the National Football League that warrants that? He's a, he doesn't know terminology um, that will move a ball to move a team up and down the field, because if he did, he'll still be in Chicago. He didn't do anything in Chicago to help those guys win. That defense was the premium, um, intricate part of what they did to go to the Super Bowl, not Rex Grossman, and, and more so their special team and, and Hester. Give me you guys a thought on that. Well, 
of it here in the D.C. metropolitan area is is the fact of you know, and and I'm, I'm gonna set out again. I don't want it to become a black or white issue, but that's what they're making it out here. They're making it a race issue a little bit because they're saying, well, you say on Saturday that you, he wasn't comparable, capable enough to run a two-man offense, then Monday you turn around and say he wasn't um, the, be, the best condition to run a two-man offense. Hold up. You have a six-time pro, seven-time, six-time, seven-time pro bowler, guy has been in the league 13, 12, 12, 13 years, 11, 12, 13 years, who has done nothing but win games. You traded for him. You gave up a second-round pick for the guy, all right, and he played for 58 um, and 58 minutes and 30 seconds. He couldn't play the next minute and a half, okay? Now, the question of it, the problem I have is just this is the Washington Redskins. This is something that happens to them no matter what. It goes back to the Albert Hainsworth issue. Mike Shanahan came in with this um, five-foot-three tyrant thinking he's Napoleon complex, and he goes in there and it's just – starts ransacking everybody. I mean, you know, you, to me, it just doesn't make sense. The guy has won games everywhere he's ever been. Phil, Syracuse, Philly, to the Skins, he's won games. The Redskins are in second place in the division, behind the, the Giants, and they, they're, they're ball 500. I they lost my, that my, game on Friday, on Sunday because of the offense. They have no offensive line whatsoever, and they have no running back. Torian's a good running back, yes, but they have no. Clint Portis is a bust. He's gone. He's done. He needs to retire because he's garbage. They have Man, I, nothing. Oh. Now, this question is, Is will they acquire Randy Moss? That's a good question to ask because they'll get him at number 12, I'm not mistaken. People saying Randy Moss might go to the Rams. But, again, let's find out oh, what yeah, the Redskins will do. Yeah, I, I, don't, uh, I don't think that. I don't know. Go ahead, Coach. You got I don't think yeah, he'll go to the Redskins. <laughs> no, yeah, I think it, it'll, it'll be the Redskins. It'll be the Redskins right now. So no chance. It'll be Seattle or the Rams. I don't think he'll go to Washington because you, if you, you think uh, Randy Mouse, see what, seeing what happened with uh, Albert Hainsworth, see what he did to Donovan uh, in two minutes. You're going to go there and try to be controlled. You can't control the Randy Mouse and Shanahan, and no coach in the league is going to be able to do it for that matter. I can't. I couldn't really see him going to Washington. I can't see him coming to Washington either. Like I told you, I think where he's gonna go. He's gonna tell everybody not to take him. But Donovan, the Donovan situation is is not fair, to Donovan, because it happened in Philly. You know, Donovan takes number one. They booed Donovan. He got drafted in Philly. Mm-hmm. Then every time they didn't make what they didn't get the NFC Championship game, it was always Donovan's fault. When they got in the Super Bowl, they didn't put the onus on Andy Reid at five minutes and thirty eight seconds. Um, not using two-man offense then, and bad play calling, they put it all on Donovan because Donovan was sick or thrown up or whatever the situation may was. It's always Donovan, 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 Donovan. As a friend of Donovan's, as knowing Donovan like we all do that's on this on this radio show right now, we know what kind of guy Donovan is. Donovan has – guys, guys in Arizona talk right now. We were talking yesterday. They said this guy comes out – because he lives out here. He comes out here and works out. He works harder. When he's working out, he's working out. So for, for Shanahan to – and saw and saw his our intelligence, or or try to bring that across the media that he, he's out of shape. That's important. He goes to camp and say, as far as I've known, all this every year, every year for when the season get ready. Uh, so he can't say he's out of shape. So we don't know what the real story is because he, if he's that coach and he wants to a man, he need to come out and say exactly what it is. If he's that guy, 
It's that Napoleon complex he was just talking about. He don't feel that he has to do anything. He's in charge. That's true. I benched him because the two-minute warning, and that's it. No more questions. And nobody's going to ask him again. Hey, um, <laughs> why did he bench Donovan? In the history of the NFL, I, I've been thinking, I mean, I've been watching football since I was a little kid and a fan of football, and I have never seen a starting quarterback, franchise quarterback, that you traded for get taken out when you have a chance to go down and win the game. If he throws a touchdown to win the game, they win the game. It's not like it was a blowout. It, they had a chance to win the game, the last drive of the game. And I just yeah. I didn't get that part of it. So it was either something brewing already that he had already thought about from the Chicago game the week before where yeah. all they kept saying was, Rich Grossman played so bad he made Donovan. We forgot about how Donovan played. Oh, my yeah. goodness. And Donovan had a quote during the beginning of the season. I don't play for stats. I play for wins. So, exactly. You know. All he do is try to win games. But I'll tell you this, for a fact, this would not happen to a Tom Brady or a Peyton Manning. They would never treat these oh, guys no. in this way. And, exactly. and I'm making it a black and white thing because pretty much when it comes down to it, um, they look at certain athletes in this light and others in that light. And then they start making judges and opinions in, uh, on them and about them. And we were talking off the air, man, about this. Um, Spive, you got anything to say about that? Because I do want to go to that baseball situation. I got one thing to say about the Donovan situation. I have a spot. Go ahead, Spive. Uh, I, I agree, man. I mean, it's unfortunate what he's done to Donovan. I mean, that relationship is broken for good. Um, you can never repair that, man. You want to disrespect uh, a future Hall of Famer like Donovan, as I see it. A guy is, uh, you know, what he's done throughout his career. It, it doesn't cause for something like that to happen to him. Not a guy like, like no that. weapons. His whole career, he had no weapons. One year, and he went to the Super Bowl. You got like yeah. you got. What do you have? What does he have in, in Washington? He don't have any weapons in Washington. I mean, Santana Moss, man, he's cool, but he, I mean, he's five eight, five nine. You can't, well, you can't live with these little bitty receivers, man. Not no disrespect to Santana, but you got to have someone like a Randy Moss or someone. You know, other than um, uh, other than Santana, you got to have a, a, a big time playmaker, man, to spread the field to open it up a little bit. So, I mean, it'd be great if he did get Randy, but you know, Shanahan is not going to take him. Listen to this right here. Karma is a we all understand karma, right, Junior? I know you understand karma, Brian. You understand karma, uh, uh, Kwame. You understand karma. I understand karma. The reason they lost that game is because they made that decision. Yep, and the way they lost that game is just makes <laughs> Shanahan really look dumb, really look dumbfounded for it. Yeah, so like he got Shanahan got what he off. deserved. <laughs> when it's all said and done, he got exactly what he deserved. Yep. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if he's trying to wait for Cutler to get out of Chicago. Well, Cutler just got in with uh, Moss. I thought uh, Mike Moss would make Cutler a better quarterback with the, with the passing scheme he, he has over there, but it just disrupts their whole offense because they do have a running team over there. And, it, and, and he's passed first, and the same guy he was in uh, St. Louis. But Don't be surprised if Donovan goes home next season. He, just, he plays he scared. For, uh, Cutler to come back to, uh, you know, be free to maybe trade for him. Like I said, don't be surprised if Donovan goes home and Cutler comes to Washington. Mark, yeah. Make sure you well, bookmark this yeah. episode. <laughs> I won't be surprised about anything in the league, really. Donovan should be out here in Arizona playing with the Cardinals, and maybe they'll be a lot better than they are right now today. But yep. let's, let's move on to this, man. Now, we, let's, before, before we get into it, let me tell you who I got online. I got Junior Spivey, 
and uh, Brian Nelson. These two guys have played in the, played the game. So, I mean, when we talk about this, not like we just talking because we read the papers or something like this. I mean, this we we know this stuff. Uh, the guys. Now I'm just finding out that uh, Tim Linson comes gets gets pulled over for weed or something. You know, uh, but during a World Series at the height of the game or or or, or the sport, they usually bring out dirt on guys, and they usually bring out good things on guys. But I've never, I never hear this stuff. I never hear it. What I did hear is them talking a whole lot about the manager, um, about the Texas, uh, Rangers. Uh, they talked about the manager for Texas Rangers, uh, the stuff he did, the cocaine he did, and I think it was this year he did it. Uh, he came out on his own. Yeah, and he, he get pulled over. He called. He said his own self. Yeah, well, yeah, but he's a. Uh, but I'm, I'm talking about. Who do you, who do you police? How do you legislate? How do you do that on for one guy and not another guy? Now also, um, what's this guy? Hamilton, Josh Hamilton. Um, now he came out, and, and we talked about this up there. And he came out. He was on the uh, Brian Gumble show, I think it was, and uh, they talked about all the stuff he did in the league. You cannot do this in football. In football, you missing four games and your paychecks. And baseball, I don't know what they test for in baseball. I know they used to didn't test for marijuana in basketball, and then they do because they didn't like AI. Again, it's the person and who that person is. They didn't like AI, so now everybody has to test for it. They didn't like the way AI dressed, so now everybody got to wear suits on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Let me get you guys' uh, opinion. Dion, skip the uh, break. So, but let me get you guys' opinion on uh, or, or comment. Well, actually. My whole thing on the on the baseball and the race issue is it, it, it would take us, you know, a whole year to talk about. But right now, if you look at it, and they looked at baseball is seventy percent um, white. You know what I'm saying? Like there's like seventy percent white. It's like probably five percent black, and the rest is Asian and and foreigners. So to protect that seventy percent, you're not going to put that out in the light. And certain things apply when you get on the 40-man roster. It's called protection. They call they protecting you. When you're on the 40-man roster, you don't have to worry about, you know, drug tests, anything. Major League Baseball tests for performance-enhancing drugs, period. That's it. That's it. You guys, are, you, you guys will lose a quarter of the season for smoking a joint. Yeah. Even if, you know, if the police pull you over and you got caught with a joint, and that's still possession and under the NFL conduct policy, so you're probably going to lose four games, whereas they're going to get caught in the office and slapped in the wrist that they got a call from the police. And, and that's, and that's the just the reality sport. of it. And, and and you mentioned this. I say, that's a, yeah, that's the difference of the sport. But when you say this, they try to protect that 70%. Do they want I, – I, no, I have to say, do they want it like that? Because that's what it is. Well, I thought yeah. baseball was a more minority sport than it is today, and I'm not about minority. I'm not saying black. I'm talking about Cubans, Asians, or uh, uh, mm-hmm. whomever that's in the league. And it's not necessarily the minorities that are black Americans, African Americans. No, they're twenty. They're at twenty. I think it's twenty-seven percent, twenty-five to twenty-seven percent uh, Latino. I think that's where the Latins are at, and then. Uh, the Asian population is probably uh they're over us now. They're over us, so they're probably just seven or eight percent. Yeah, and I think we're like three or four. 
But that starts in the community. It's a design, though, man. It's high school baseball. That's what it is. Man, they're not going to – I mean, come on, dude. You think – I mean, look at that. I mean, you think they're going to allow you can – we, can we dominate golf? You think they will allow African Americans to dominate the sport of golf? You can yeah, play. How can they, <laughs> let me ask you, let me ask you this. How can they keep them out? Easy. Because they build. Well, like, I, I, I'll tell you this. You mean, I, I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate, though, so I want to know. I can tell you how they can keep them out as far as raising the price of golf courses and playing on them. But, but in your guys' opinion, how can they keep them out? If you're good, you're good. Right. So yeah, that's but what I mean. Economic sector, when you're away. black, it's pretty much. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just not going to happen. I mean, you know, no matter what. I mean. If they start drafting, and um, you know, as far as like you know, Latin players, they start drafting Latin players, and they start drafting the Asian players. That would change everything. That would change the whole game. But they're not going to do that because they can they can pretty much sign ten players for one for one American player. So they're getting them cheaper. Kwame, you've known me for some years now. Okay, I've had to go to Japan, Taiwan. Mexico, Dominican Republic, Venezuela, all these other places. When you play in those countries and in those teams, there's always a limit on how many import players you can have. Uh-huh. So you go to, when I go to, like I'm going to Mexico to play winter ball. When I go, it's a limit of four players per team. Four import players. That's to protect the nationality. You know what I'm saying? That's to protect their team and, you know, secure jobs for people of their race and their culture. And we are the only race, African Americans, the only race in the world that don't have an owner in a baseball team. From independent league to minor league to the major league, there's not one African American right. owner of a team. See, and that's crazy because I because you're right, I do, and I was gonna bring this up. You guys can still play the game right now, and I got a problem with. Um, it's a lot better than the NFL, but I got a problem with. How do you not let a guy? get 10 years or whatever years it takes to get in the league, if you're not going to play them to get lifetime insurance or lifetime health benefits. If I got nine years, bring me on as a first base coach. Bring me on as a hitting coach, a base stealing coach to get my 10 years. But where's the? But we don't have enough African-Americans in there to say, to protect the guys like, uh, like you guys who got to go overseas and do this and do that. And, and Brian, you make a great point. They they have no problem protecting their nationality, protecting the, the uh, how many people they want in their country on that team. Mm-hmm. We had a problem, and we don't either because you say it's seventy percent, and they're trying to keep it that way. But if mm-hmm. we only got like three percent African Americans, and let's say a guy got nine years, we don't have enough people at the top positions to say, "Well, I'm gonna bring a Brian Nelson, in. I'm gonna bring a Junior Spivey in." And I'm gonna do him. I'm gonna do him this favor because I know how to lead it. I'm gonna give him a a base stealing coach job just so he can get ten years in the league and get lifetime mm-hmm. benefits. Now I, I have a major problem with that because uh, it's just not enough for us at the top. Maybe well, not. You have to have us able in the to game. do it or, or willing to do football, it. Football. You guys have. You guys have. I don't know. Probably eighty percent. Basketball is probably ninety percent, and that means you need coaches to relate to those players. In baseball, you don't even need black coaches for what? You need Latin coaches and Asian coaches and, you know what I'm saying, coaches that can relate to the players. So they're going to jobs for all those players like, you know, like Ozzie Smith can't even go back in the Cardinals locker room. Are you serious? Because of Tony Russo. But, you know what I mean? So black guys like us, Daryl Strawberry, 
one of the best baseball players I think ever. His son played basketball. He didn't even want his son to go through that. So you yeah. leave the game with a bitter taste in our mouth, and you don't go back. And that's why the percentage keeps going down and down and down because it's perceived as a white boy sport to the kids. Yeah, and, and, and I think to protect it, they're keeping that way. That's, that's interesting. I keep going back to that word. They try and protect that 70%. But, yeah, I, I go to football. Football's a joke. We got guys that play the game that don't even – in my opinion – if I got to put an overall number on it, they don't look out for it. They look out for themselves. They get to a position, and I don't care how many of us at the top, they're not looking out for us because if that was the case, we wouldn't be going through what we're about to go through now for the probably maybe the third time in the history of the uh, National Football League. You get guys at the top, man, and, and they get there because they had a problem with the, how the system was, so they get there and they want to change it. But then when they get there, they forget, while I was there, why did I come here? So, okay, let me throw a couple of dollars at you and then and then forget about what you thought you came here for. And then it takes the guys, uh like like uh it takes a bunch of guys, the NFL alumni. We got alumni, we got NFL retired players. Tell me the difference between an NFL alumni and an NFL retired player. It's the same guys. We just wanna have a bunch of groups to say we're a part of something and then fight something in a different way and never get to one point. So when they have a lockout, collective bargaining agreement and all the C B A it's not going to last because we can't even come together on one thing under one uh, umbrella to fight against the owners, the management. We can't do that. So if there's one thing you guys can take from baseball, and that's the Players Association and the union. And how yeah, it exactly. Is, and that's that all we need. Now, that, is, that is the way to go. I mean, there's, there's no quarrels about that. We're, they're protected pretty much almost buried in Congress. So, um, you know, baseball baseball protect their boys. They you know, they know what they're doing and that's why it's such a it's only like how many jobs? Probably like seven hundred I broke it down, I thought about it one day. There's thirty teams and twenty five players. So I don't know that number right now, seven hundred whatever. But that's how many jobs it is in the entire world. Like and you're competing against people from the whole world for seven hundred right. some jobs. Back on the thing, this is the back on the football thing. This is the time for the guys to stand up because it's ludicrous to me to believe that the NFL can find a player for not talking to the media twenty five thousand dollars. No, they can find Randy Moss. They won't find Tom Brady twenty five thousand dollars. They'll find Randy Moss twenty five. Tom Brady will get talked to, and uh, Tom Brady. If Tom Brady, it is ludicrous. If Tom Brady said, "I'm gonna conduct my own interview." He's doing his job. He's interviewing. He's still doing the interview, and he's giving them the information they want. He just don't want them to uh, come asking all these crazy questions to get him riled up. And you know they do that after a game. That's why there's a certain time where you can come in the locker room after a football game or after a baseball game before you can get a story. You let these guys cool off. Let these guys enjoy the victory or or cool off after a loss so they don't say anything crazy. But it's it's Randy Moss. Did LeBron get fine last year when he didn't speak after the last game? No, LeBron. I don't think he got. I think LeBron took off, and they and and let me tell you this: when LeBron did this, remember Peyton Manning did the same thing after a football game. Just take mm-hmm. off, didn't shake anybody's hand. Shake I think it was the AFC Championship game. He took off, didn't shake anybody's hand. LeBron did the thing, and they blew it out of proportion. Yep. Mm-hmm. That goes back to what man. I really think the race thing in this in the sports and in the country is all controlled through the media. 
I mean, I, it, it kind of sucks. When I look at it, it's so slanted, even the commentary. And when you're listening, you know, it's like ever since Michael Vick been out of jail, we have been that he went to jail. If somebody never watched the football game and turned it on, they're going to know Michael Vick went to prison. Yeah, because that's all they talk about. You're right, but I, let me let me let me interject for a second because you want something real, and I'm, we may make a show about this because they can't lynch us in public anymore, so they have to do it through the media. Mm-hmm. And if you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying, they have yeah, to do it through the media because they're protected by their freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. So they can't publicly down to the courtyard and lynch us anymore, or uh, make strange fruit. They got to, they can do it through the media where they're protected by the Constitution. And it's crazy. Well, I mean, you know, the people going to do what people going to do. You know, the only thing you can do as a, as a person, as a man, as an athlete, is do what you're supposed to do. And the unfortunate part of about of it is, is you know, when you get in your car and you got a joint in your car, you know better than that. When you get in the car and you've been drinking, you should know better than that because it's common sense. And I don't think that, I think the fact of, with the media, the media is always um, soup, uh, souping up negativity when it comes to certain people, yes. When it comes to Michael Vick, Allen Iverson, um, you know, yeah. Randy Moss. Um, I ain't yeah, never seen know, no press releases they, they don't, saying it was they a don't. accident from a joint. Huh? I ain't never seen no press releases saying that uh, Tim Carr piled up because of the drone, uh, somebody right. smoking weed, but the but alcohol is something you different. Know, they, they do pile up on Brett Favre because... That's Brett Favre. Everybody, they always pile up on Brett Favre because they always don't blame Brett Favre for whatever. He should have got suspended on Vicodin. Yeah, he should have been suspended. Mm-hmm. He didn't get suspended at all. I mean, this is know. the first time that they really got into his personal life and really tried to exploit, you know, what's, what's going on outside of the football world. Hey, man, we got 30 seconds. Go ahead. Uh, we, we had those. Hey, man, look, I want you guys to come back on. I want I want to do a whole show about this. And, and, and from the baseball aspect football and basketball. So this is a good topic, man. I appreciate you guys coming on. Brian Nelson down in Arkansas playing, still playing baseball. Junior yep. Friday, uh, uh, you know, he comes on often. Uh, we appreciate you. Coach B out of Virginia. Thanks Work. for listening to the Formula of the Sports. Sometimes Rich with Ken from the ATL show. We have Ken back next week. I mean, I appreciate you guys for coming on. Look, don't even try it. I'm a crush your bone, ripping rhymes with my diet. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.